I like. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how to start this. I don't know. Like the greeting that I usually do, I don't think would suffice. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Why did you keep those five bullets in your body? <laughs> that that literally tore me apart. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yep. Right then and there, I was locked in. Like, okay. Welcome to the Nice Movie Podcast, I guess, everyone. <laughs> you're in for a doozy. Like... Oh, you're in for a treat here, everyone. Um, so I just today's movie from the Bad Wheel is Rickio, the story of Ricky. Yes, it was a choice of mine. It was a journey from my choice and how it got on the wheel to tonight, and uh, a short one, but certainly a fun one. And um, I, <laughs> I just watched somebody's head explode right now in the movie. Uh, I. <laughs> Uh, I'm a fan of it. I haven't seen it again for years. I remember I just sort of saw a couple clips and was like, ooh, I'm in. And then watched it and was like, this was way beyond my expectations. And (laughs) I was hoping Chris would either be too, it's either too extreme for Chris or just the right amount of perfect. And I think it was the right amount. Dude. So, obvious news. Everything is shut down. Essentially, yeah. all yeah. the movies got delayed, and I mean everything. We uh, are like we are we are just on the the middle of the incline of the coronavirus in the U.S. So we've got another two three weeks of those numbers really rising, and uh, then it'll start to go down. But yeah, we're, we're right at the point where everyone has now realized how real it is. Like everyone. So they delayed the movie I was looking forward to the most, Mulan. I am sad. Me too, too, Fast and Furious 9. Real. A whole year. Yeah. New Mutants is cursed. I mean, uh, yeah, poor me. Well, this is the thing. New Mutants is something that they could do that they've done with already a few movies already, which is put them online. Just put New Mutants online. Just, yeah. People are saying put Mulan online, too. I wouldn't be opposed to that. It, it's, but here's the thing. I think that they should put stuff online, but I also think that they should, you know, market them and release them as such. Like, right. it's going to be this for the next little bit. So if Mulan, I, I don't know when Mulan was supposed to come out. Um, do you? Uh, March 27th. Okay, so that maybe wait a week or not, because here's the thing, they haven't been marketing it. So maybe go back to marketing the movies again for maybe a week or so. Let people know it's going to happen. And then put it out there, because so far they have Frozen 2 and Skywalker on there, and I think they're putting Trolls out there too, but like those movies were coming out on video. The ones that are coming out in theaters, like they need some time to market them, but that's it. Like, outside of that, there's no reason why they shouldn't do it. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. This is what it's like. <laughs> um, this will be a... Once this is all over, this will be a thing that we look back on. This will be an episode we look back on. It's like, yeah, I remember that time. 
Yeah, um, I think we're going to have a few episodes of that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I think there's going to be a point where we're just like, yeah, you know, I didn't do anything. Like, But I think we're going to have longer sections of what did we watch, probably. Maybe not for you and I so much, because we work. But um, And Zach's working, too. That's why he can't join us tonight, but he's working yeah. from home. They're making him work the same hours from home, which I think is crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess... If you're in the video game biz, you could probably, the whole point is you're getting stuff out to people at home anyway. So I guess they're hopefully going to try and take advantage of this. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I have to also say, to give a quick update, I did, I have not gotten my hands on the Rise of Skywalker novel yet. Okay. When you get that, when when I get it, it's on. Yeah. We'll take some time on it because I'm interested. And then there's like an expanded edition, so it adds yeah. more. Why is there an expanded edition? They of did it for the Last Jedi too, and Ryan Johnson was at a heavy hand in it. Um, yeah, but, but that's it's good. You want to know more about something that's good. If something that's bad, if you have an expanded edition of a book that's basically expanded edition of a movie because it didn't make sense, man, they are really milking that movie. Nah, movie. It's forgivable when there's not a- wait. It's gonna be bonkers. I agree. It's gonna be bonkers. Oh man, I'm gonna. Oh, and you'll never. Oh man. Okay, but um, yeah. So it came out uh, yesterday, and I've been um avoiding. Now I'm at the cutoff. Now beyond what I have already already known and have mentioned on this program. Um. So, yeah. Once that once I get my hands on that book. It's on. Like um, Mulan. It's, it's on, on like Mulan. Um, on like Mulan is off. It does. Uh, so, but there is something that I do want to share with you, Alex. I don't know if you knew this, but Yahoo. This comes from Yahoo. Yahoo. Cat's original concept art is even worse than you think. Are you ready? Oh, you're gonna send some. You're gonna send it to me. You're darn right, I am. All right, let's do this. Stand by. Yeah, they they say cats is out now, and I'm like waiting. I'm gonna hold cats off for like a night where I really want to just like alter my mind pretty hard, like super hard, and then I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna watch the craziness of that movie. You're gonna see the thumbnail to this tweet I'm about to send you, and. (laughs) Get ready. Okay? I'm waiting. I'm ready. Here it comes. It's, a, it's on Messenger. <laughs> I forgot how bad it looks. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this here. Uh, <laughs> I sit at home. It's kind of weird. Okay. It's uh, taking its time a little bit. Oh, no. Here it comes. Not now, Twitter. Holy! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I can't. This can't be real. This can't be real. I've, I've, I, I have, I have been researching. I can't get definitive answers, but <laughs> I'm trying. I'm watching to the extras right for Cats and movie, and this concept art is killing me. No, like I mean. 
that must be it. I gotta say, wow, they um. Oh, that's a solid cast of Dame. Oh, oh, wow, that is. But if you thought this has been uploaded online, so apparently this is a leak. Ah, uh, whoa. Um, that is, whoa. Somebody <laughs> made. <laughs> so, we could say. Same as Rise of Skywalker, but on a whole nother level of bad. Cats was conceptually flawed. It, it was flawed Conceptual from the level. <laughs> but I really got to say, what they did from there, what we get in the movie from there, I appreciate. <laughs> this is like bonkers, crazy, disgusting. This is too, too real. This is too real. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. And also, why that cat? Why? Where's the fur? Why, I mean, Hold is on. that just cat? Is that like a Siamese cat? I'm trying to see like which old... character that is. If it's, it's just like, if it's like a cat, just an old cat in the background of the movie, like that's just a really crazy. Like this is what the cats look like when they're old, and it's like, oh my god, someone just wanted to draw that. Looking like a cross between a melted, looking like <laughs> Yahoo says, looking like a cross between a melted witch and a sphinx cat. <laughs> Yikes! Wow, melted is a good adjective for what I'm looking at. Oh wow, just like been been in the oven too long. Yep. No, thank no. you. It also says although the finished movies' feline creations weren't exactly great, to put it mildly, we're definitely relieved Hooper and his crew didn't opt for this design at the end. No, you go full on horror with this, okay? <laughs> yeah, you make like, a horror movie out of this. That looks like an alien cat. So if he's like set cats on an alien planet, I'd be totally for it. Because then, like, I know, yeah, I agree. I'm looking for, I'm looking at a conceptually horror film that is also a musical. Yeah, I'd be totally, I'm so, I'm down. I, I am. But this is bonkers gross. This is disgust. This is a testicle to the face. <laughs> this is my, this is, yeah. This is the embodiment of my balls looking at me as an adult. Like, I split apart and I'm on my own. Later, kid. <laughs> Um, Yikes. and else, the article also mentions that Judy Dench has yet to see the movie, which she should never do that. Never. I mean, yeah, like some some people don't see the movies that they're in, but also especially if you are in an ensemble movie that has no real plot, you're just kind of like there for a week and you shoot it. Like, who cares? And then also, <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't care about reviews and stuff. Like, she's a very rich old lady. She's very fine. Like. She's just at home petting her cats and reading books and like sewing stuff. Like she says, she will I, want to get rid of the cats as soon as she sees this movie. It's great. I love Judy Dench. Like I'm totally down, but like she obviously just is. She doesn't need to watch it. She's probably I, and also here's the other thing. Everyone knows Cats is stupid. Everyone knows that Cats the musical is dumb. It it was around forever and it's it's like this artistic achievement. Sues in certain aspects. I agree, but like. As, as people who have been in it, a lot of actors are like, it's the weirdest experience. You kind of feel humiliated. It's super dumb. And no one takes it truly seriously. Truly. Whew. Um, Memories is the only good song, and she didn't sing it, so I guarantee she doesn't care. Uh, thankfully, uh, Jennifer Hudson, I believe, did it. 
It was league. it was Jennifer Hudson. Like I was just watching Hobbs and Shaw again with some roommates, and they were just not jazzed about how dumb it was. And I was like, yeah, but like it, it was just that was really good. And I just feel like they were like that was a good year for him. I'm like, yeah, but it's also the year of cats. So. Speaking of Idris Elba, he also caught the COVID nineteen. That sucks. Yes, he did. Um, he's just he just he can't catch a break since the wire. Ah. And like, Luther. Seriously, so, what's okay? No, I'm. I'm just going to leave that alone. I was going to say something really bad, but I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Anyway, so... Okay, that's pretty much it. Unless we can think of anything else. Um, I Let's see, whatever. I started... Um, did you ever watch the show Criminal Minds? Uh, on and off. Uh, I watched, like, an episode here and there. But you've seen, like, a few procedurals then, right? Like, that yes. are like that, like SVUs. Yeah. NCIS and your FBI and your SVU, SVU and uh, NCIS for, for sure. I uh, okay, don't. gotcha, cool. Um, so there's so David Fincher has been part of a show since 1990. I'm sorry, not 1997, but like 2017. Um, <laughs> about the creation of serial killer profiling in general. So it's about the two guys that sort of like got together. Well, I would say three people who got together and formed the idea of like, like unsubs and uh, the and tagged the name serial killer. And they did it by talking to actual serial killers. So the show is like uh, them going around the country, solving cases every now and then with the method that they're developing. But also, like they talk to serial killers and the most the most entertaining tense just freaky moments of the show are them talking to like um people like ted kaczynski and charles manson and just like uh, there's a guy who plays um a man named kemper who would kill these women started with his mom and he did some horrific things and just listening to him talk about it is really just it's so good it's so good man and it's just a show that like it's only two seasons in because it takes forever to make but I'm really enjoying. It. I'm so late to the game, but like there's only 19 episodes, and we can watch anything now. So I gobbled up yep. a bunch real quick. Um, so it like I think it's a it's basically it's everything that David Fincher has been working up to as a maker of serial killer entertainment. I think Zodiac is his best movie, and it is basically about serial killers. But this is he he makes a lot of films about them, and this is really like a highlight of it for a TV show. It's like. <laughs> Great. It's like prequel to Criminal Minds and all those shows. It totally, totally was. The killers are great. Um, I haven't really watched anything. I'm more just like, um, just like actually playing more video games than actually watching anything or really doing anything else. But, um, like, so. My my mom has like selective like kind of has like a selective memory, and so she forgot that she had seen the Rise of Skywalker, and I explained to her, "Hey, it's out now on digital," and so she got it. And she started watching it, and I walked in as she was watching Ray training, and I stayed. Right up until a certain point, when they're about to leave on the Falcon to go find this dagger, right? And so, they come up to the point where it's like, 
uh, uh, it's the shot after Finn asks Rose, hey, are you coming? And Rose is like, no, got it, stuff to do, which still pisses me off. Um, and the next shot after that exchange is Ray looking off somewhere. And if the editing is correct, she's looking like past the camera. Poe comes up to her and says, hey, everything's ready. And like, okay, okay. And Poe is like, hey, you okay? And she's still staring past the camera. And Ray is like, nothing. And she's, it's kind of like, and appreciate it. It's kind of like, the, what was the word for it? I'm like, and so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so I thought about it. I thought about it. And I really thought about it. I'm like, was that their way of acknowledging that Ray knew that Finn had the force? Was that, is that this, this weird edit? This weird just cut to a shot, right? And, um, and literally, like, the next shot was that she was looking, and the whole thing just jumps around right before they take off. Like, the, like the, the exchange after that is 3PO saying goodbye to R2. Mm-hmm. And then I think they just take off then. And then I'm just like... And so this stuck in my head. I'm like, as soon as I saw that, that, that cutaway again, I'm like, wait a minute. Are we just going to like... like? It came out in theaters, Alex. They released it. And I want to read the freaking book. I've got to read it. Oh, I got to know if she knew. I got to know. Because if she knew, it's, o- it's over. They may say it. They may say that she knew. And why would, she, why would they not say it? Because, like, they never mentioned it in the movie. But here's the thing. They never mentioned it in the movie. We're supposed to get through these inclinations and these lines that they say the subtext of the moment. But if what you're catching is text, then it's, like, sub-subtext. Like, they're never going to explain that. And that's what they're doing in this book, so I agree. Like, if it's in there and it's like, she knew. Like, I mean, what the hell are you doing, guys? What are, you doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, what were they thinking? Man, it's just crazy that people... It's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I, I was watching Hobbs and Shaw today with my roommates. They were both, like... This is super dumb. None of this makes sense. I can't get into it. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's the point. Like they, they're not hiding it. Not like they're claiming that this young 20-something-year-old girl was the same age as the sister as like <laughs> Jason Statham. That man's like 50-something. No way. No way. How old is her? How old is Vanessa Kirby? Like, dude, she's got to be in her 20s, man. She's like, she can't even be oh, in her. Wait a minute. She's younger so, than 30. Eight. 20 a mid-20s woman uh i'm just a 60 year old tom cruise are you kidding me yeah yeah ah come on the movies 31 oh man right on the cusp there but still like statham is over 50 so that's at least 20 years and they're like saying that they were like brother and sister at the same time so, like, no, that movie doesn't make any sense. 52. But, like, it, 
the f- yeah, see, at least over twenty. Twenty-one years. That's there's no way they were the same age, close to the same age ever. That would mean a twenty-year-old man was like running around with a little kid stealing stuff. No, sorry, that's not, that movie, that's not how that movie really wants to play things realistically. But like, that's the point. We I've seen cra- we've all seen boring, crappy action movies that are dumb and boring, and this like film totally just jumps the line and says we're going to be an '80s action movie. You just have to accept that for what it is. Like, that's just how the genre works. So you just have to go with it. But I don't, I don't think you can apply that logic to something like Skywalker unless you're a fan and you were looking for that stuff in the first place. So I, yeah, I mean, if you like this movie, fine. But if you got to look at me and say it's not a good movie, that's the thing I'll never believe someone. It's like Jedi. Like you cannot like it, but it's not a bad movie this is a bad movie it's a bad star wars movie but you can like it oh gosh just they're jk rowling star wars and at least the skywalkers like this um the sequel trilogy what does that mean they're jk rowling it they're kind of like under the table if i understand the term correctly I, why do I keep using terms I don't fully understand? If I understand <laughs> it correctly, it's under the table, like retconning, like not outright like, saying that Dumbledore is gay, but then going back and forth over the years, and like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yes, I do. I do see what you're saying. Um, that's the only real thing that I know of because I don't really follow her that much. That is a big one. I don't know whether she went back or forth or not. I always thought she was like, no, Dumbledore's gay. And then she just said it and then people were like, really? And she was like, yeah, like, it, I just, I always, why not? Why not? And then and here's the thing. I, the, the thing about that is, the point is, what I find interesting is that what she's talking about has no adherence on the plot of anything in Harry Potter. His sexuality has nothing to do with it. He's an old man who's asexual to the story. So if she wants to come up and say, hey, Dumbledore's gay, why not? She doesn't know she's going to make more. And if she's going to make more and have some of them be prequels, why not have Dumbledore, a young, like, let's say Jude Law, be gay or have a gay partner? Like, why not? But the point is, is like, it has no adherence to the plot. Him having a sexuality and his sexuality being different than straight had nothing to do with the plot. Nope. Star Wars, on the other hand, made several decisions that affected the plot in retcon. And the book is making even weirder decisions, doubling down on them in some cases. So overall, it's just weird to me. Doubling down it, and backing out literally at the same time. In it, the same pages of, of, of book. I, I mean, and as for sayings, um, whenever we find something new that's interesting, we want to use it. Whenever you find a new tool, we want to try it out. So, like, I do see what you're saying, but I think in this case, the interesting thing is it one doesn't affect the plot while the other one does. So, if J.K. Rowling, when J.K. Rowling came out and said that, I was like, okay, who cares? Like, Dumbledore doesn't fuck in those stories, so who cares? If he wants to be gay, like, let him have a boyfriend or a husband at some point who's now gone or whatever. Like, he seems like the kind of guy who cared way more about his school than his relationships anyway. He totally, like, doubled down on the relationship with his brother in a bad way, so who cares? Like, that, none of that stuff affects the plot. 
but here totally does and that's where i find the problem like if you're ma- if you're like totally just wasting your story and just to make your fans happy and then making it more confusing at the end of the day just so they can live in that moment that one moment of happiness you're just wrecking it yeah just <laughs> that's crazy <sighs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Friday when I get paid. I cannot wait. I have to watch the movie again to see that moment you're talking about. But even if what you're suggesting is a possibility, it's sub subtext because they never straight out and say that that's what he was wanting to tell her in the first place. So none of it matters. If they bring it up in the book, that's hilarious. Hold on. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? He's never around her at the like. Are they even next to each other at the end of the movie anyway? No, he's with no. the other chick and the horses. Like he uses his sense powers, he uses his force powers to know that she's okay. Like I, I, it boggles my mind how much it doesn't matter, but it should. <laughs> it should matter. We're gonna do some but, investigative journalism here. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna to investigate. The whole like Finn having a for- having the force and wanting to tell her doesn't matter in the first place. It doesn't really do anything. He just runs around the movie yelling Ray the entire time. Like, right? None, none of it is. None of it works. So it, it doesn't affect the plot, and the plot's dumb in the first place. So like, I just <laughs> okay. all of it's bad. All of it's bad. Okay, so for a time code for for time code, everybody who wants to investigate with me, I am at seventeen thirty. Four of the movie where they are interjecting that they are going to go with Ray to find Exegol. So I'm watching. Hold on. Okay. Finn goes up to Rose, asks her, Yeah, you coming? Nope, gotta do some stuff. <laughs> this still pisses me off. Um, Here's the thing. If she's forced sense, if she knows wait, that he's sensitive and doesn't bring it up, then, you know, fuck Ray. That's no! It. Bring it up. <laughs> no! She wasn't... <laughs> Why not bring it up? Why not say, I know you have it, dude. Let's work on this. <laughs> dude, dude, it's not that at all. They cut... So, okay, okay, all right. I'm out of the force. I'm at 18, I'm at 18 minutes. So, back to 1749. I'm playing back and okay they cut so when finn pats rose on the shoulder and says right like you know and then he walks off frame right cut to pan slash tilt down of ray staring into trees above the base right so she's not even looking at finn and finn and rose at this point um and then they just cut away. Oh my lord, God, have mercy on me! So they just cut away. She's just standing there, okay? She's standing there, looking at the distance. <laughs> and Pin uh, Poe comes up. Pin Poe comes up. Is just like, okay, you good? It's like, what's up? It's like, nothing. Cut away to C three PO saying goodbye to R two. I love this movie. Gah! Gah! <laughs> Why? Because you're a fan. We're training you to like bad movies. I would have made... It would have... Listen, it would have... This movie would have been better if it was more like Riccio. Um, it could take a few notes. Um, I'm, I'm training you, dude. You're getting it. Oh, my God. I love it. 
This is what I mean, man. Every movie at a time, you learn something. So I'm happy. This is the first real exploitation movie you've ever truly seen. So, like, I'm glad that it, like, got you where it should. No, I'm sorry. I argue that The Rise of Skywalker is the first one. Anyway, so. No, Rise of Skywalker is just a mess. It's a Hollywood <laughs> blockbuster mess. Okay. Exploitation <laughs> is something else. Hardcore Henry is probably the closest thing. Okay. All right. So, with that, out of, with that small rant out of the way, this is when I nitpicked Anakin, that one Anakin shot in episode two, when we wrapped up. Star, Star Wars to kick off this podcast. Um, I don't remember that nitpick. No, it was like, it was before we did A-Team. And I was like, um, so when Anakin came, woke up from the nightmare that he was having in episode two. From the nightmare. And he's standing in a, like, some kind of courtyard. He's just standing looking at the sun and he's not directly in the center of the frame. He is <laughs> like th- from the camera's perspective, three millimeters to the right. And it is so, it's not even like, it's not even like they didn't even have him to the right third of the frame. They just had him like just slightly off center and for whatever reason it gave me a like you gotta mm. be kidding <laughs> and then Padme walked in frame, from frame left and I'm like okay alright okay I was gonna ask you doesn't Padme walk in from the background no not from the background just straight from the from a door on the left side of the frame <laughs> they did not move that camera a lot no <laughs> they did not um so, okay. That was that. That's the kind of nitpick. But that's like more overt. Um, so. I'm speechless. Like, the more I think about this move, the more I think about The Rise of Skywalker, that's the worse it gets. Um, Thank you. And just, and that was a technical thing. I don't even want to. I don't even okay. We're just, let's just talk about Rikio. <laughs> no, my hope my hope is over time. Like I'm, what upsets me about that movie is the deliberate reason that these choices were made that made the movie so fucking funny to watch <laughs> and laugh at. Um, but I think that the more bad fun bad movies you watch that are fun to laugh at, and then you genuinely start to enjoy, like Miami Connection or Hard Ticket to Hawaii or Rikio, for example. Um, exploitation movies and stuff like that like the more you start to enjoy what like the fun of a good silly edit or like when Riccio pulls the train out of his shirt just like <laughs> just, the silliness of something like that um, so <laughs> great. Uh, that that stuff is that's the sort of thing where you're like you don't need the frame to be beautiful you don't need the sound to be amazing you just I'm ha- you're happy this moment exists right there you're happy they caught it in any way and that that makes you adore cheesy bad movies that do crazy stuff, and a lot of them are in the eighties. A lot of them are in the nineties. Um, but it makes me it, it makes me excited because then yes, as a fan of Rise of Skywalker, you can look at it and be like, these choices are amazingly dumb, 
Why did they do this? Why did they edit here? So, These are hilarious, but like there is a there is a tinge of like jadedness to it because the choices were made because of stupid, bad, really like mean reasons, <laughs> like just horrible choices that really just kind of spit in the face of Jedi. But like Je- the way that Jedi is really good in subtle ways, this is really bad in subtle ways, and it's all really fun to dissect and get into if you're willing to see the humor in it. I think Rise of Skywalker again is a good sci-fi movie to watch. There are worse sci-fi movies than that, and I'll bring some to the table for sure on other wheels. But like, as a Star Wars movie, it's awful. And as, a, as trying to fix what it thought the last movie did as a Star Wars movie is even worse. So yes, on a subtle level, it's really bad. Um, so, look, so when before... So when we did predictions... I think, or one of the weeks leading up to Rise of Skywalker, you said if Palpatine was a clone or a robot of some kind, you'd be like, that's a stupid idea. And then it's revealed in the novel that he was a clone. (laughs) So now you watch that movie back. No, he really was a clone. Because I'm pretty sure, yeah, like I said on the episode, like if he's a clone or something, that's the kind of thing that would make me want to walk out of the movie. The biggest thing being if she was a Skywalker, I would probably walk out or fight the urge to walk out. Um, but this is <laughs> really bad about the novel. The movie is so, uh, does it so scared to make decisions about the choices that it actually makes in the moment that it's using this book to get me later. Like in the moment, I'm just, it's just like, here's this stupid idea. And I'm like, weren't well, you going to explain it? And they're going to be like, no, maybe later. And then I go home months later, they put out the book and then they tell me that thing. And I'm like, well, now I can't walk out of the movie. Now I've seen it. Not only did you get my money, but you maybe still watch your content. God damn it. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. But Zach brought, Zach brought that stuff to the table in the first place. So I'm not amazed that that's the case and also by that time i'd seen the movie and seen that it had made bigger worse choices than that or at least so many choices on equal par of that that it just i couldn't care less i like that movie is hilariously bad to me it's just the it sucks they made the reasons the choices they did for the reasons they did but like it's bad it's a bad movie it's up there with fallen kingdom for sure uh, clone girl, dude. No, it's up there with them. They're both bad. They're both terribly bad and in, in terribly interesting ways. I think they're equal. I think it's like, like I have standards for like blockbuster movies that are big but also like really really bad. And a, like a good example is like The Amazing Spider-Man Two. The Amazing Spider-Man is really bad, but it's also kind of a good time. If it's, it's when you sit and think about that movie, you're like, dude, that guy didn't learn anything. This movie's kind of bad. The second one is like, in your face, bad. It's really bad. But it's also cheesy and dumb and just not fun to watch. The only thing that's good about it is the chemistry between the romance. But the romance is also really creepy and weird. So none of it works and none of it is fun to watch. And I feel like that's like really, really bad. But there's... There's something about Fallen Kingdom and there's something about The Rise of Skywalker when you can get past the bad taste in your mouth that make those movies fun to watch. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to see Skywalker again. 
and really, really take in what that journey is. Because I feel like if I did, I would get really kind of sick of Finn going around screaming Ray and Ray making dumb decisions. And I don't know. (laughs) That may happen so much the next time I watch it that I can't get past it. I need to see it again to see how bad that taste in my mouth is going to come back. But right now, it's been so long since I've seen it. I've seen so many people give so many different opinions about it that to me, I know it's a bad movie and I kind of find it funny. But I remember in the moment thinking, this isn't like, this isn't Amazing Spider-Man too bad. This isn't bad in a way that I kind of wish I wasn't still watching. I don't want to just say, it's like Norma the North. Norma the North has so many interesting problems to it, but it was so boring and unentertaining that I couldn't just, I, I didn't care anymore. I just checked oh, out. No. Oh, no. I remember when we went off the air, we talked about, we went, uh, I went back and I uh, listened to uh, Norma the, <laughs> the, Norma the, Nor- the Norma the North episode that we, we did. did. And <laughs> you were getting upset right around the moment that you <laughs> were getting upset. <laughs> and like okay that's his weakness like that's his weakness um yeah all right <sighs> okay if you're bad but you're unentertaining then i don't want to watch and i don't really care but the point of something like ricky is ricky is really fun and really entertaining but it's not a great movie it's not great by like it's like the cinematography is not great it's dubbed you can tell the acting is weird the script's dumb it's really really brutal and it's got a mean spirit to it. Um, and it's gory, for sure. And some of the effects are really noticeable bad. But it's g- great. Riccio is great. <laughs> Riccio is great. It's entertaining as hell. And I love it. It's beautiful. And I'm going to get into this guy. I'm going to get into this director. But, like, I, it, that is the point. You can, you can make something that isn't, like, sh- like shimmery and shiny and, like, whatever. But that, that was the great thing about Re- Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs isn't a perfect-looking movie, but it's a perfect movie. It's the perfect movie for that script because the script is the best part of it. And you watch this movie and, like, sure, it could have a better warehouse. You could get better actors and have better sound design. But why? That, like, these people got together and scrambled on the small crew with as little money as they had with this really focused director, and they got it done. And it's lasted for years for the sheer fact that they got it done. That's what exploitation filmmaking is. It's not, it's not going by the fancy Hollywood terms so that they could make stuff like this. They knew if they had all the money to make whatever they want, they couldn't make this. That's why uh, James Gunn is amazing. That's why working for Troma and making movies like Super where like Ellen Page rapes Rain Wilson – in a, in a superhero suit before, like, someone blows her head up with a shotgun. Like, super's messed up, dude. It is a messed up movie. He couldn't ever make that now. He can't make it under a Hollywood studio. He couldn't make it with their money. Not, not with the way things are now, and certainly not when he did. That is the point of movies like this. The cheap version allows them to get the real grittiness and the real craziness out to make the movie that they want to make. So you have to accept that sheen and the, and the beauty of it. So I put Riccio on the bad wheel, not knowing whether you would think it was a good movie or not. There was a part of me that'd be like, yeah, Alex, this is gross and weird and fun, but like, it also looks really cheap and it's old. So like, I've had people do that, and I didn't know how you're going to react. So I'm, I'm hoping when, like, I was hoping like at a certain point you'd be like just in it. And watching it again, the souvenir line got me too. I was like, okay, the movie knows what it is. I totally just didn't even remember that. He pulls the train out of his shirt. The movie knows exactly what it is. It's, it's perfect. 
So, okay, let's just get into the movie. Um, I can't help it. So, I'm speechless about it, honestly. (laughs) All I can really say is thank you. Um, (laughs) So you wrote me, yeah. Because, like, I showed you just another romantic wrestling comedy, and you were like, dude, thank you. So I have to return that. Um, I really just... Um, the whole they, uh, the movie starts them coming in a bus in a prison bus and it's kind of like generic um, government where like prisons has become a business and and um, so they walk in they read off crimes and all that they get to ricky and like doesn't say anything he just walks through the scanner and then the scanner goes off so they pin him against the wall they scan him he's got five little dots in his chest i didn't know what those dots were i'm like wait what what are those and so the guy says why don't you let the doctors take those five bullets out of you and then he says souvenirs and i was Gone. I had to stop the movie <laughs> right there. Nice. And I laughed for like five minutes before I collected myself and continued. That was the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> and it just kept going. Oh, wow. Wait, oh, a, wait a second. Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, no. There's no way. There's no way. Hold on, everybody. Stand by. We're getting a call from Zach for some reason. Hold on. Uh, we'll be we'll be right back. Okay. Are we still? Are, okay, gotcha. Welcome back, everyone. We got Zach for a little while. Hi, Hi I'm I'm here. I Who came you. in like an RKO mid recording? Is <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Um. Yeah. So we just went through the news. Basically, nothing that we haven't talked about uh, last week. Uh, I shared leaked concept art of cats to Alex. I mean, there's not really news going on. The kind of whole world's kind of gone. <laughs> and we were that, just that's getting... what we said too. I, I, yeah, I gotta say that leaked that leaked art is crazy, and he should send it to you. Oh lord! You need to see this scary concept art for cats. It's insane. Hold on, let me. Um, and then yeah, Ew, so you... Chris, why'd you send that to me? I don't I need to not... see. I don't need to see your junk, bro. I can't tell how you know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, man, there's not much of a difference. All right, sending through the group chat. There it is, right there. It's bad. Chris, again, why did you send your junk? <laughs> oh, what? You're not wrong. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. To be fair, right? that's Alex's junk. Because he said it himself. Yeah, it's got ears, man. That's gross, dude. Say <laughs> so it was bad on a conceptual level. And then it morphed into what it is, and it's still not better. Ooh, it's no, 
It's worse. <laughs> right? It's crazy. That would have been hilarious to watch if it was like actually that. I said, See, that's what I mean. I said if it was on an alien planet, it would work. And it was if it was a horror movie. I mean, yeah. we're kind okay. of living in a horror movie right now. We're just living in 28 days later, technically. <laughs> um, uh, so have you seen anything, Zach? Have you watched anything recently at all, possibly? Uh, of Rukio or of in general? I mean, I don't think you watched Rukio. Uh, no, I didn't have the time. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> have you had time to see anything? Uh, not really. Like, the last thing I saw was Onward. Oh, so you went to go see Onward. Yeah, but that was like three weeks ago. Man, it's been out that long. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I went to go see it over opening weekend. So I saw it on the 6th. So 12 days ago. Oh, yeah. Okay, so about two, almost two weeks. Something like that. Yeah, okay. Um... I said I mentioned Mind Hunter, and then Chris was talking about stuff he was noticing from Rise of Skywalker. We went on a Rise of Skywalker tangent again. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Okay, well, it was a fun. It was a fun at least one. you did it without me. Exactly. Yeah, we're not we doing were... anything. Oh no! You know what I did see that I didn't talk. About? I saw Red Sun the other day. Ah, oh, Superman Red Sun, the animated one. Yeah. Huh. That was movie it? was actually really interesting um very interesting in our time and what's going on with that uh how um how many dc animated movies have you seen i've seen a couple that usually are really good i've seen all of them honestly i kind of pick i kind of watch them as they release so you know every seven eight months or so mm. I just, I just like watch it online, or I'll go, you know, somewhere else and watch it. I'm assuming they're all going to go to the DC thing now, streamer now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where they are. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people seem to love it, so you know, I'm happy that it's doing good. Uh, the Russians hate it, but you know, whatever. Oh, the comic that was written in the '80s, I'm assuming, or '90s. Uh, written in 2003, actually. Ooh. Right after 9-11. Hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, about two years. Interesting. So. I've seen a few of those. Uh, other than that, what else did I see? Um. I don't know. I like was tempted to go see The Hunt, and then I heard it was terrible, so I had no interest in seeing that. I heard it was good. I heard it was okay. Not, worth the, hubbub, not worth the hubbub, but still okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Haven't really seen much, honestly. Coronavirus well, has kind of <laughs> kissed our ass. <laughs> well, you uh, have honestly missed out on an opportunity see an awesome movie tonight uh, it was great um but you can still watch it afterwards if you like what we say about it um we'll so Chris, just about to start into it i'm gonna need speechless. a lot of random shit to watch while i'm at work 
so for the next several weeks. Dude, this well, is a movie you're going to need to pay attention to. <laughs> this is a crazy movie. Um, so I'm going to get into this director a little bit before you go back into how what you were talking about, Chris. Um, okay, go ahead. So I can't say it's not a lot, but it is interesting. So uh, when I first saw this movie, I had just seen a couple clips. And I was like, this movie looks gross, but I'm going to watch it. And I did. And I was so taken aback, like you, about what I had seen, because I never knew about this, that I just loved that. I didn't want to study it. I didn't want to analyze it. I just loved the fact that I saw this thing, and it was this magical thing that existed. And I've done that before with a lot of 80s gross-out movies. They just are such an experience. I don't want to go into how they are technical yet until maybe the second or third time I watch it. So just before I started this, I got to that souvenir line like you. And I was like, who made this? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> so I looked into it and I, I'm not going to say his full name because there's like a couple of ways that it's been at, out there. But I know that one part of it um, that is consistent with the two versions, two or three versions I've seen of his name is Lamb. So the director's one of the names, I don't know if it's last or his first name's Lamb, but he started as a cinematographer in about 75. Then at around 81, he started directing too. And from 81 to 92, he made a series of movies. Um, all of them exploitation. And he was continuously, Zach, compared to Sam Raimi. A lot what? Of people, he's, dude, you got to understand. People are like, and watching Riccio really puts that out there. But here's the thing. He's made enough movies that people were like, it's not just Riccio. That's his most famous. But he has other ones. And I, I, there's this other one on Amazon Prime. It's called The Seventh Curse. And I started watching it before we got into this it's episode tonight, about 20 minutes in. And How yeah, dude, the guy's crazy. R-I-K-I dash. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay, okay. So if you can get the Tubi app, T-U-B-I, that's how we watched it. That's okay. the place we got it. So that's it's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. Just like go in for free. Now I'm telling you, dude, this movie's gonna blow your mind. But it's it's the gore that's insane about it. It's the it's the practicality of it. It's very <laughs> dead alive. It's it, you know it's fake, but you love it regardless for the just absolute batshit insanity of it. And especially by the end when it's like blood is spraying everywhere like it's Evil Dead, you're gonna love it, dude. But constantly compared to Sam Raimi. So I'm watching the Seventh Curse on on there, and it's like a kind of like uh, they, you know, they, they, it's very much as if you com combined Sahara with Indiana Jones, but Kung Fu. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's amazing so far. <laughs> okay, so Chris, they get, they get to the point where this guy is very much, apparently it's a character in Hong Kong that people know. And I don't, I haven't got his name yet. It's Dr. Something or other, but he solves a hostage situation and then he has, like, a bunch of girls hit on him. And then he goes home. There's already a girl waiting for him at his house like he's James Bond. And then a man attacks him immediately. And he beats the man up. But then the man's like, no, no, no. You have a blood curse put on you. And I'm here to t send you a message that you need to come to this place. And then he leaves. And then he, before he leaves, he goes, you can't have sex because it might come back. And I'm like, I need to rewatch this because I'm not sure what he meant. But the guy has sex anyway. And right after he has sex, Zach his leg starts pulsating like it's the movie The Thing. Like, it starts to turn into body horror. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? And it was so gross, I loved it. I'm like, yeah, dude, this guy is Sam Raimi in Hong Kong for sure. So, he gets... Apparently he gets it's based on a manga. Stuff. 
Oh, it's yeah, it's totally based on a manga. Um, that explains uh, so much. Oh my god! I was gonna get into that. J- Rikio is based off a of manga. They've made more. There's animated versions of it. There's a another live action sequel that was made in 2005. So Rikio was a property before this. He wanted to make it because of how gross it was. So uh, he gets done with this movie. He makes one more called The Cat. And through this process, he has like really spearheaded exploitation films in Hong Kong. Sexualized ones, violent ones, gore ones. Like He's all about exploitation. And then after his next movie after this, The Cat, he disappears. Oh, my God. Zach, Zach he disappears. Chris, he's gone. No one knows what, happens to, what happened to him. He's, he never made a movie again. He never shot a movie again. No one has his death certificate. I can't get anything about him. He is mysteriously gone. He may be probably dead now because of the coronavirus. He is gone. No one knows. So from like 81 to 92, those are the movies he made. And I can only find one on Amazon Prime, half of one on Daily Motion. All of his other films are really hard to find. And I got to search him out, Zach. We have to find this guy's stuff because you're going to love it. I'm telling you. So the, the company that made Rikyo Oh my god! Is also the company that made Yokai Watch, which is like the knockoff Pokemon thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Same it's company. I remember this guy. It's not I an remember ex- this guy. Which guy? Not the director, the main actor. I remember him. He's well, from he's Man. Oh wow, which one? He's the first, like, okay, he's from like the first. Two with Donnie Yen, and he's the guy in the first movie that he fights. Um, that the, the guy who tries to start a school and uh, tries to, and he goes up to uh, his mansion and he fights him in his mansion. Um, and like, uh, oh my gosh, I've seen. Oh my gosh, that blows my mind. I am. I'm having a crisis over here. <laughs> oh my. Rikio versus Ip-Man. Here's the thing, Zach. So now that we've explained what this this director's like and what you can kind of get into with him, Chris, why don't you tell him your experience? Like, even even say the souvenir thing again, but just like tell him your experience watching this thing. Okay, so first off, I was speechless when this movie ended. Um, So, okay, first five minutes. They're writing into this dystopian prison where prisons are businesses and that's just a throwaway thing don't don't read too much into that and so they're reading off some random guys crimes and they finally come up to rickio ricky ho um and he walks in through this uh metal metal, metal this like the the metal detector scanner that like that all at all the uh events that they have he walks through it and it goes off he doesn't have anything on him, so they put him up to, like, an x-ray machine. They scan him. He's got five bullets in his torso, just sitting in his torso. And so the guy at the desk asks him, why didn't you have the doctors take those bullets out? And Riccio replies, souvenirs. And I paused the movie and laughed for five minutes straight. I could not, like, dude, you don't even, it's the first five minutes. They don't play around. They don't. <laughs> it's the first five minutes, and I'm gone. <laughs> uh, so when did the movie start getting gross for you? Um, 
when he hit the when he hit the dude's um when he hit that dude in the face when he was retaliating when uh, when the yeah. one guy was yeah that dude's giant head wound when he got in the shower room he got like early on in the movie he got hit in the face and this is this giant over the top gas I'm like oh okay all hey, right Zach I'm gonna get into this uh, I'm gonna get into this story wise so Ricky owes the story about a guy who has supernatural one man punch like power like powers like fist of the north type powers he can destroy walls he puts holes in people that's what he does a punch will murder a man but he's He's been caught by the police, and he's starting to feel bad for what he's doing. So he decides to let himself go to prison and think about what happened. He's got guilt because his girlfriend murdered, and then he murdered because of it for revenge, and he just wants to go to prison. He knows he can get out of prison if he's strong enough, but he's also not looking for a fight. His strength gets better through pain and fighting. The more fighting and pain he gets, the stronger he gets. So he gets to this prison. And immediately finds out it's corrupt. And every turn he makes to someone who's nice. Everyone who's ever nice to this man is immediately murdered in the most brutal, disgusting way you could ever think of. Like, a man is skinned alive. This shit, they don't fuck around. <laughs> so, yes. so, okay, so the movie really starts to get gross because uh, this you get to a shower scene. And this big boss man walks into the shower. And you're like, this has to be the boss man of the movie, right? So he walks in. There's a guy with glasses. And he takes the guys with guy the glasses guy's towel, and he complains about it, of course. And the man throws him against a wall pretty aggressively. And you're like, oh my, that's pretty aggressive. And then he's got this bruise on his forehead. And then he's dropped this toy he's been making for his kid. And the guy, like Chris says, once the guy oversteps his line, he takes the toy and just rips it across his face. So his nose is broken. There's a huge gash on his forehead. It's it's not just across his forehead. It's all down his face. Like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, oh my god. So here's the best part. Um, This, obviously the guy's gone too far. The guard's like, what's up? And the guy, um, the the boss man's about to walk away. As he's about to walk away. Now, here's the thing. This shower is a clean-ass shower. There's nothing anywhere. And the only thing that's on the floor is the wooden thing that he's broken. And another piece that was used. But neither of these things are what is about to be discovered in a second. So the bad guy is walking up. This, we think, is the big boss man. Riccio trips him, and the guy falls, falls forward and impales his face and his hand on a board of nails. And it's really fake, and it's really gross, and you're like, that's adorable. But then you have to stop and think, and where the he- why the hell is there just a board with nails sticking out of it on the I floor? I thought it was part of his toy. It is not. It's just a board with nails on the floor in then the shower. Then I thought... There can't be that many nails in that tro- in that toy train. There were. There, well, no, like none of that. Like, go back again and look. It's just a long two by four, broken in half, with a bunch <laughs> of nails sticking out of it. And I was like, this movie's adorable. This movie <laughs> is adorable. It's they, they just wanted to do the most disgusting thing they can think of, and it's so cheesy. It's so funny, but, like, really, when you think about it, this is the guy that you think immediately is the big boss man. And Riccio has just taken out his eye and, like, he's damaged this dude. And so they immediately send a fat guy after him as a big assassin. Riccio punches him in the stomach so hard and rips his insides out. Just takes that guy out immediately. 
So the big captain of this, like, the big boss man of just this section of the prison says that he has to fight him. But he likes Riccio. He kind of likes the guy. And he has to fight him in the courtyard. As he's fighting him, like, he, like their fighting styles are so strong. Riccio is so strong. The guy can't stop him. And he takes a knife and, like, rips out his insides, cuts his own stomach open, pulls out his intestines, <laughs> starts choking Riccio with him. And then Riccio is just like, I'm going to have to kill you. He's like, yep. So he just flips him upside down, punches his face so hard that he just breaks his skull to pieces, and he's dead. No, not even that. He didn't. Okay, so he punched him so hard, and then it cuts to an x-ray of the impact happening. Yes. And then, the in- like an anime. And then it, then he fell to the ground, his head completely intact, even though this whole movie, we, we, from that point on, we're just seeing entire skulls being halved by a man's oh, fist. Constantly. <laughs> Faces are getting crushed in hands. Half of heads are getting... They have a cow's brain in one section when they rip a guy's head off. Like, I, this not, is not long after that big Haas guy dies, a bigger Haas guy comes in and takes a, another prisoner's, like, head and just squashes it. <laughs> squashes it like a watermelon. Just between his hands, like, it's just nothing. It's amazing. Uh, so... They can- <laughs> There's a part of the movie where they did kick a dog in half. Um, okay, so all of this kind of goes par for the rest of the movie. Like, Riccio befriends a guy, this little kid. He teaches him how to, like, use... He gives him a flute, and he teaches him how to use the flute because the kid's tongue has been cut off. And the kid, like, accidentally shows Riccio that there's poppy seeds. So they're, they're growing opium here. And Riccio's like, you're growing opium? You're killing innocent people? He says that constantly. And they take this kid and they skin him alive just because they can they're like, we're just going to skin you alive because you told them where the poppy field is, you idiot. And they just literally just rip his skin off. Uh, no. then, the first oh, thing like, they show is him taking the knife, cutting off the lower half of his face. Lower half and then of his face, lower after nose. that, they just show his de-skinned body so, in the middle of the freaking courtyard. Oh, my God. So Riccio is really starting to show that he's got supernatural powers. They do things like try and put him in a cage, lower a floor on him. They tried to put him in the ground, put him in cement, all this stuff. Put pipes they did around. try to crush him. That was, that was the thing. There was, a, there was a point where they took razor blades, they shove them in his mouth, then they put tape over his mouth, and they punch it so the razor blades stick out. And then the big boss man's like, what do you have to say for yourself? Like an idiot. Puts the tape away, and Riccio just spits razor blades in his face. It's amazing. It's <laughs> uh, like a bunch of razor blades in his face. So, <laughs> And then here's the thing about the movie. All this goes par and course all the way to the end. Riccio starts to get the bosses out, and then it's him against the warden of the entire prison. And the warden apparently has been fighting these urges inside himself with pills. And eventually, in the middle of this fight with Oh, Ricky, I thought it was heart palpitations. No, because like when he's fighting Ricky, guess what happens? He starts to hulk out, and he becomes this giant like monster. Like hey, evil no, dead no, no. side. Hold on. Think like Majid Boo's like transformation. Like, think that. But he's shredded, like is like Boo's, like um, uh, like his fatter form, but shredded, and that's essentially what he became. Except it's live action, and it's the worst costume. It's just—it's obviously a guy in a suit. It's obviously a puppet with a machine. Like it's obviously a guy in a suit. It's amazing, and they start fighting, and then they're fighting in a room. That is basically they they've it's turned a meat it, grinder. 
They've turned a kitchen to a place where they're producing a huge meat grinder, but people are getting murdered so much that they're basically going to be feeding people to people. And you start to get that. In fact, he takes a guy who, like, like he makes a comment to the warden. The warden just takes his hand, shoves in the meat grinder, and shows you how the meat grinder works and takes this guy's hand away. But Riccio is fighting this big, giant monster version of the warden. And then eventually, yeah, he takes the giant warden after punching a hole in his stomach. He lifts him up, and then he just shoves his entire body into the meat grinder. And then the entire white kitchen is smothered in blood. The actor is covered in blood. He takes the entire, like, it's just a giant pool of mush by the end, and then he takes his head away. Apparently, it was so much blood sprayed in the face of the actor, he was watching red dye out of his skin and hair for five days. (laughs) Zach, this movie is amazing. You have to look this shit up. And the fact is, the fact that we can only find two of his movies right now is crazy. We we have to find the rest of his stuff. It's, It's just bananas. And Riccio is uh, just the most popular. Oh, just. It's amazing. Dude, like. My leading theory was that this was like somebody's crazy idea for an anime that they didn't get enough money for. So he had to settle for live action and tried to do it in the same way that an anime would do it. And this is the result. It's apparently it's pretty adherent to the anime. Like they don't make a lot of changes. Like they wow, uh, oh they man, even the source cool. material is crazy. <laughs> well, if yeah, you no. look at anime in general, it's all that is true. I yeah, can't that's, that's, name a single anime that isn't just weird like that. No, but here's the thing: this is before anime. Like this was like early '90s anime, so this was before things got really dark. I disagree. I mean, Fist of the North Star is pretty close to what this is. Kojo Bizarre Adventure, or and I mean, that was like an er- that was an early '80s, was it? Or the yes, early '90s? That show was like forty years old, dude. I'm talking anime, not manga. What the dude? What do you think this is based on? A manga? Yeah, yeah. The mangas, the mangas were pretty violent, but anime way. wasn't this crazy yet. Well, Akira. that's because it would be like the later half of that of that decade. Akira. That the that was later. No, it though. Yes, it was. I mean, no way. Hold on. You actually might have a point. But yes, this was based off of manga. Okay, so actually... this is just when stuff was getting crazy. Yeah, this is this kid here is pretty uh, pretty close. This is like around the time that manga and movies and anime were all starting to come together. This is when like the like exploitation. This is again an exploitation filmmaker making this this violently. So my guess is when they made man- mangas violently, they made as a- made them as animes. But when they made them as live action, they were probably way more tame because this is like this was as rated as as high as they could get in um, Hong Kong. This was this, they called them Category Threes, and he became the king of Category Three movements. So he made a movie that was driven by sex and kind of paved the way for more sex-driven Category Three type movies. Like this, this director was just a pioneer of these kind of things, and then gone disappeared but i like why this one shines if you like any extra information you can find zach please because i i didn't get Uh, a lot (laughs) i've like looked around a bunch of sites and the the entire community seems to think that he's still living in hong kong somewhere i would doubt that right now seriously because he's got to (laughs) be old and that virus hit i mean all right let me rephrase let me rephrase as of last year they thought he was still alive in hong kong 
No one knows what happened. No one knows what happened. What happens? Who knows what will happen after this? Anyway, so. Movie's crazy, apparently. He got. uh, He got covered in cement. He got covered in cement. Like, I wouldn't even say head to toe because his hair was completely intact. Um, Well, that hair is beautiful. That hair is beautiful. And he busts out of concrete. Like, like, this is like comical levels of Goku. Like, I, I just want to, real quick, this is actually kind of a big deal because, you know, we are a movie podcast, but we also care about you people. Uh, apparently, China has just reported no new local infections on coronavirus. There they hey! Took them a while, but they're there. Nice. All right. So, so that's, that's a good thing. I mean, China's about three months ahead of us on the coronavirus game, yes. but everybody but, is. But, you know, this is good news. This is good news. All right. Agreed. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, there is a light at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll we'll get through this. It's just how long people are gonna die. You just have to be careful who you go see. A lot of right. people have already died. Get... Okay, 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 guys, come on. <laughs> it's the world we live in. Yes. Um, so, b- back to Willow. <clears throat> Hashtag back to Willow. Which, hey, hey, this movie is the... Hey, hey Chris, do you remember when Rikyo's girlfriend died? That was... <laughs> no, okay. So, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, wait, 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 wait. She... I just want a reminder real quick. We're doing Good Wheel. Yes, right? we're doing Good Wheel, and then next week after that, we are doing a series wheel. Yes. Okay. You know, as surprising as it is, I have like no issues with the series wheel this day, uh, as it as it stands right now. If it lands on Terminator, you will think otherwise. Um, I mean, I've seen the last two; they're like bad, but they're not like that bad. I have okay. not the seen DCEU. What the DCEU? Honestly, I'm kind of excited for that because like there's some good standouts, even like Birds of Prey is like sweet. Also, Birds. Are of we Prey. adding that? Yes. yes. It's okay. out and it's available. Okay. Wait, okay. is it available? It is yes, available. You can ju- yes, it's going online uh, as of next week. Okay, cool. Didn't know. Okay. Um, Anyways, yeah. back to Willow. Back to Willow, which this movie is the furthest thing from. Um, so, yeah, explain, to Zach, explain to Zach the, the terrible history of um, <laughs> Riccio's girlfriend, which, by the way, it has no real, like, it doesn't do anything to the plot of the prison. It's just a flashback that you sort of understand why he became such a violent man. Um, I did think it was funny that he was calling people murderers, and he's just violently killing everybody. Um, well, I'm pretty sure he knew full well that the guy who was probably going to rape his girlfriend wasn't a good man. Like, they were making opium there. That's the whole, like, I mean, heroin. I mean, um, anyway, why not both? Why not both? So, okay, so. Ricky has a girlfriend, right? And we're introduced to her because the, the assistant warden has a picture of her. Sorry, what was that? The, okay, so Ricky has a girlfriend. Okay. That is introduced via a picture that the assistant warden has because he received, because he received mail that was meant for Ricky. Okay. Ricky's like, no, he takes the picture. Um, and 
I would have to describe that whole scene, and I don't want to. I just want to stick okay. to the I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Okay, so I was actually checking this before we started the episode because I wasn't clear on it either. When Ricky O is meeting the assistant warden for the first time, they give some exposition about Ricky. He does get mail and he does get a picture of a girl. And then we see her in a field with a cap and you realize she's a student. This is someone he knew. And you think in the moment she's alive, that they're threatening her. But really what you realize later is that Ricky O just feels bad. He feels bad for murdering that man and that's why he's in prison. He can't get out, but he knows over time he could if he fought and got strong enough. But he's not trying to fight anybody in the movie. He's trying several times to stop fights. But you realize at one point she was getting out of school one night. She was walking home and she found a bunch of kids uh, on a trail near the school for some reason. Yes. Like eight kids making and like taking heroin. So they're selling producing and and taking like, heroin in the middle of the woods i wouldn't like, even be like, surprised i wouldn't even be surprised if they were using real heroin honestly no they weren't obviously okay. not but it, like it's not that like hong kong like he was an exploitation director but like he, they didn't use real stuff he wasn't that kind of cheap that okay. we're going to get into is someone like there's a man named john waters and we're going to that's the kind of stuff we're going to talk about with him but okay. the, uh, uh, like we'll get into john waters however in this movie she does something very exploitation e. They find her when she sees them. She tries to run away. They capture her. They bring her to their dope house. And it's two henchmen. They bring her to the boss who's like this fat guy laying in a bed. And they throw her on another bed. She's like, just, you know what's going to happen when they throw her on the bed. And they go look at the boss and like, we found her. She found us. And he's like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, get the hell out of here. And they're like, fine. And he starts petting her. And she freaks out. And she runs out of the room. And she runs past the henchmen. And you don't see what happens next inside the building, but one can assume she can't go downstairs because what she immediately does is goes upstairs to the roof, to the roof and then jumps off. Oh. And this you see is her just a dead doll, just like a lifeless doll, just like smacking the concrete. Jumping the other way from frame it's the, left. It's like, the see, funniest, shocking thing. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh my God, she's dead. But you're like, that's a doll. That's adorable. This movie's adorable. It's it's wonderful. It's, it's and you realize like after that Ricky goes to find the guy and he he breaks his knee immediately and then punches him so hard in the skull that there's like this big welt like a crater like there's a moon crater in his head. It's crazy. And then apparently that guy died. And then for two years Riccio went out and did stuff. We don't know what he did. We don't know if he hurt people, helped people, but eventually he got caught and let himself go to prison where he thought he could find some peace, but instead found out this prison was bad and they just they kept hurting him and beating him he kept getting stronger to the point that he just murdered all of them and then broke broke a giant hole in the prison and then everyone escaped in the in the manga apparently he goes to find his brother but that's where the movie ends <sighs> it's wonderful oh <laughs> Oh, God. It's up there with Evil Dead. It's up there. Uh, it's up there with Dead. It's up there with um, Dead Alive. It's up there with um, Evil Ed of just like gross, disgusting exploitation '80s movies that know what they are. There's several times that where the movie is absolutely hilarious. Like there's a bunch of guys that are like sit, are surrounding this other dude, and they're it looks like they're gonna murder him. And the guy's like, "I'll do anything. I'll do anything." And they're like, 
you're going to suck on my feet. And this other guy's going, you're going to drink shit out of my shoe. And this other guy's like, uh, you go next. It's just super funny. It's like, <laughs> it, it's like, it knows what it is. And at the same time, it allows you to accept the cheapness of the absolute gore. Um, and it's just hilarious. It's a really fun, disgusting movie that I would highly suggest. And this guy is someone you need to search out because he is just as kinetic and just as inventive and just as creative and violent and fun as Sam Raimi and James Gunn, for sure. Sounds like it. So... Uh, I was a be two out there for Chris, but it looks like it hit him just perfectly. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's, it's, it's hard to accept how one could take this because this movie is not just gross and disgusting it's cheap looking so someone could be like it's too cheap for me but also it's pretty brutal it's very mean-spirited the only any anyone except for ricky that has hope dies period he's the I'm only be honest chris now that you've sat through riccio i i really want to put some like low-end weird funny horror movies on this list because i know you can handle them didn't you put paprika on here Paprika's not a horror movie. Well, we don't know that yet. No, Um, it's not a horror movie, dude. (laughs) It's an anime, right? Yeah. So it might as well be, right? Right. I think think what he's thinking of is probably something more along the lines of Cabin in the Woods or Shaun of the Dead. That's exactly the movie I was thinking of, actually. Or maybe Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. That's something to start with that's really fun. And um, to lead you into the to the tropes of horror so that maybe we can get you into some fun spooky horror that isn't necessarily frightening but is really chilling and fun to watch like, like i, think, I, I like, honest to god alex think with enough work we could get chris to sit down and watch scream i really want you to watch scream chris scream is really good scream is like really we will have to do the whole thing all of them That's no, oh you know that's fine. I'll do Scream as a series for sure. Well, but you're first, not one, three. first two are the only good ones, but that's fine. There's only four. Yeah, but the last two are terrible. I mean, I think the third one ha- is... I, I would have to rewatch them. No, yeah, I do think the, the first one is an absolute bona fide classic. The second one second. is really fun. And then the third one and fourth one are just like... I think there's things about the third one and fourth one that are interesting, but as holes are not great. But like those are scream in and of itself is a movie that is a really great ride, a really great whodunit and also a really solid, scary, fun, scary movie. Also like plays off film as a, as a, as a major theme in a, as a whole. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's the kind of movie where like, if you've watched a lot of horror movies, it really works. But if you haven't, it's just, fun enough for you to really enjoy it. Like, if you just enjoy movies in it's general... Really, it's kind of like a really meta humor, kind of like Cabin in the Woods, but I think Cabin in the Woods does the meta humor better. Um, I think they're both really good examples of what you can do with that, for sure. Being something that you're making fun of at the same time. Loving the thing that you're, gent- that you're also gently ribbing. Is, <clears throat> it's someone who knows something so well that they can make something that can satirize it, but also be a part of it is important um i, th- I think chris, i think chris is ready for cabin in the woods this is like but i also like what do you I mean like cabin love- in the woods like joss whedon cabin in the woods yeah like joss whedon cabin in the woods seen it seriously uh, yeah well then all right uh, well then i yeah i won't put scream on the uh on the series wheel then 
All right, I think that's a good. I think that's a good back catalog for the series, though, for sure. Hey, I want to put Scream on then. Screw that. If you've seen Cabin in the Woods, Chris, and you didn't lose your mind over that movie, I think you're ready to see. In fact, if I think if you didn't lose your mind over that movie, then you would be fine for the first episode of the first Evil Dead. Yeah. It's in like, fact, if you made if you made it through this gross, disgusting movie, Chris, I don't see like why how you can have a problem with that movie, for sure. Yeah, it's not even that scary. Like if you like if you've seen Cat, did you like Cabin in the Woods, Chris? Gonna be honest, wasn't that big on it. Okay. What about it? Didn't you like? I just. The I was at a, I no okay. That is the thing I don't like, and that's why I don't like disaster movies. Um. But this movie, nope. for me, it was like, um, it just, I guess it wasn't, re- I guess it wasn't at, in a place where I hadn't seen enough to really appreciate what it was going for. So a lot Fair of it was just kind of lost on me. Oh, sure. Fair enough. So I guess a rewatch would be in order, I guess. It's like a really weird, okay. it's, it's, a weird horror movie. it's a weird horror movie that does a lot of really fun things. That's like what oh. it is. Yes, but I, I do agree that when you watch when you watch Scream and you've seen enough like slasher movies, it really works. However, I do think that you can watch Scream and truly appreciate what it is as a just example of a lot of things that you can do well in horror, but also just with a good thriller. Like I think it's on the level of like Jaws or Sixth Sense, where anyone who likes a good thriller could watch it. It's also yeah. kind of gross at times, but. Um, Cabin in the Woods. You mean yeah. like that? Are you talking about Scream? Well, I would like. Drew, yeah. Like, I I can't mention. I I don't want to spoil things about that. No, movie, no, 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 like, no. You were talking about Scream. You were talking about that, though, right? Uh, I think Scream has some gory stuff in there, but I don't think that's the intention of the movie. I think the intention is the thrill of who and who is the killer and who may die. And it's yeah. very simple, and it's really great. But also, there's a character in the movie, Chris, that goes around, and he loves movies. But he loves horror movies particularly. So he's a geek like us. And he's constantly explaining the rules of movies and how they would apply in this situation. And then the rules either do happen or don't happen. So you as the audience don't know who to trust, the filmmakers or the writer or the like, story or your gut. And then by the end, it all really pays off. And then a lot of movies started doing it and Scream itself – doesn't really get to a the, like really bad diehard point, but it does try to change the formula as much as it can while still adhering to what they had created. Um, yeah. It's just a lot of fun, but like yeah. the more the more like like movies you watch, like Cabin in the Woods, like people going out into the woods making dumb decisions like that, is the reason you love a movie like that more. But then like when someone explained to me like the the gods at the end, spoilers. Uh, the gods at the end of Cabin in the Woods, those are the audience. And if you don't please the audience with like the rules of a horror movie, then you're not going to like your movie. And your movie's not going to go anywhere. And like it's just going to die. So I, when I see that, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And I'm, as a, on a medical. It was medic, very, actual, it was very meta movie. in what it was trying to do. So, like, yeah, the more movies you watch, the more that movie makes sense. Scream, on the other hand, I think it, that does make it good, but it's an extra layer to it. It's it's just certainly fun for what it is. To be honest, I almost want to think that Chris might be ready for Halloween, but I don't think Chris is ready for Halloween. No, I don't think I'm ready for anything. 
I think because Halloween again would have to be a series, and that movie, those movies just get ridiculous and stupid. But I think Halloween in and of itself. Well, still, Alex, the last one we saw was really good. I like the last one. That we I, if we count, if we counted that as part of it, sure. But like that's, I mean, they're like six when like Paul Rudd starts showing up. Those movies get really weird. But like the first movie is still genuinely a scary movie that I think would affect Chris. It's an affecting movie. It still affects me. But like when we went to go see Halloween. The new one, and and I dropped you off, and I went home to an empty house. I was scared. Really? I went straight to bed. I was like, because the whole point of Halloween is like the only scary thing about it is that a person without a conscience is walking through your suburban neighborhood into houses, killing people. That's it. There's no. He may be the boogeyman in later movies, but when that happens, he's just like a guy with a knife in your neighborhood, ready to kill you. True. true. So I'm in my house alone, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. Fair enough. But, like, yeah, I think the more that you're getting interested in, like, mean-spirited exploitation movies and, like, cheap gore and body horror and stuff like that, the more you can get involved with, like, I would love this, Zach, really, reanimator. Like, I would love it if Chris I don't got think he's ready for reanimator. He has to get through, the, through John Carpenter's thing. The thing. You are not I think you could. I think you you would enjoy Reanimator more. I, I wouldn't say more, but like I think you would enjoy that more through comedy horror before you get to the. The thing is, a genuinely, it's a genuinely, I, I it's the more nihilistic movie. There's not a lot of humor to it, and it it's it hits you in intellectually as in who is the alien, as well as I think it's my favorite horror movie and how disgusting it is. It's like genuinely disgusting. I love it. Um, Oh, the thing is and so I, And then I when would, you think about how they butchered it on the remake, it just ruins everything. Uh, I would I'm, I want to go back into the history of that, but I feel like the, the reason they gave the directors the prequel movie in the first place is because of their practical work, and then the studio stepped in and just glossed all over it anyway. And then those directors never stood by that. Yeah. Because I heard originally that movie was going to be super duper practical, and then they just like CGI'd all over it, and I was like, oh, that's sad. No, they won, they, they won a contest, like a reality show for their work, and they did something through that, and that got them the job, and then the studio said, yeah, no, we're still going to still gonna put CGI over it. That's unfortunate. <clears throat> Agreed. All right. Back to Willow. So yeah. here, here's the question, my biggest question for you, Chris. Did this movie deserve to be on the bad wheel? That is a very good question. <laughs> so on Rotten, I did some research on Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting at an eighty-nine percent. Yes, it is. Out of nine reviews. Well, it was a Hong Kong movie when it came out. Yeah. Um. I mm, I don't want to cop out and say curiosity. No, definitely. Like, I think this as a choice for me was a better curiosity than it was a bad movie, simply because I've seen it once but haven't seen it in a long time, and I don't think it's a bad movie personally. Technically, um, on a technical level, it's pure trash. But like, besides, from in my opinion, there was some actually good camera blocking in my opinion but besides that like some like diamonds in the rough but um 
Because I'm not asking, does this deserve to be on the good movie wheel? That's a different question. It, right. We know it, des- it should have been a curiosity wheel. But does this deserve to be on the bad movie wheel? Or did deserve. And I put it there. I put it there. You did. Um, that was before the curiosity, though. Um... Uh, personally, no, I guess I had a good time with it, just by how bad, but that's because it was, it was bad, so I guess, but the same went with Last Action Hero, and, like, Freddy got fingered, (laughs) um... I used to laugh at that title. <laughs> so funny. Um, yes, those are those. These three are all great examples of movies that we genuinely enjoyed. But they were. But at the same time, they weren't necessarily good. This is the. This is what I want. This is why I want your F minuses to go up. This is what I want all people to realize. This is what Quentin Tarantino has been fighting for for years. That there is. A line and no line at the same time between trash and art. The fact that Pulp Fiction starts out with, I would say just for one of the stories, starts out with like Bruce Willis and a standard film noir boxing trying to get away with the gangster's money story, which has happened a lot in the 50s and 40s, and turns it into an exploitation Appalachian rape story, like pure trash, but that's also the most entertaining part of the story. And also done really well and effectively, and every shot matters, every line matters, the way that it's paced, everything about that is executed with a master's touch. There is no line between trash and art in his films. That is what he's trying to tell people with his movies, by talking about movies all the time. This is what I feel like Riccio is. It's exactly that's exactly what apparently this filmmaker fought for for about 15 years and then disappeared. So I, I, it sucks to me that I can't find his movies now because he apparently fought the fight that Sam Raimi and James Gunn did for years. Like he's a, he's an outsider. He went against the grain and he made memorable stuff that just you know was ballsy and crazy and it didn't follow the rules of good guys and bad guys and like. Maybe the good guy is just terrible. And it's all led to, in my opinion, one of the best examples and why Quentin Tarantino, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. It's the perfect balance of like war, disgusting, mean spirited exploitation type characters and high art. So, like, I think I wouldn't put this on the bad, on the good movie wheel. And I don't think this is a bad movie. So, I'm glad the curiosity wheel exists. Because this is the kind of stuff I'm aiming for with that. But I'm not saying we need a fourth wheel. But this is what I'm trying to like bring to the table too. I'm trying to like get you into stuff that I wouldn't. I wouldn't show normal people. <laughs> it's good to know I'm not normal. Well, um, your or Henry got me into the concept where I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe he could enjoy Riccio. And when I showed you the clip, you were like, I don't think I'm ready for this. This looks really gross. And that disgusting. was before Hardcore Henry. That was also before I really watched more of the movie, and I was like, you know what, this is gross and violent, but it's also adorable. It's you can tell, you can tell that this stuff is just like cheesy and like whatever. And then when he said the souvenir line, watching it again, I was like, nope, he's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. 
because this is an exploitation movie. It just doesn't give a fuck. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I guess with all that, on a pure entertainment level, I have to give it an A. <laughs> nice. This was a home run for every conceivable wrong reason. Um, like if we're being objective, of course, F, but... What? Really? If we're being objective... Objective? Then, no, I... Personally, out of enter- for the pure entertainment purposes, I enjoyed the crap out of this. A. Dude, the craft. The craft that went into all of those disgusting <laughs> things. Like, they made that stuff. The fact that the guy worked out so hard, the kung fu. Like, he pulls his guts out, man. Strangles him with it. Like, come on, man. They worked really hard on this, and you're going to give it an F? Objectively. You're give it a- if I- no, dude talking about even if even on a technical level there are better movies than this have to be i'd say on a i would maybe give you a somewhere around a g but this on a like technical level is a c this is like as like considering how much money this guy really had considering what he pulled off with it like this isn't a this isn't hong kong's like major studio movie this guy scrambled to make this kind of thing over years of making really brutal stuff because he wanted to and I and people believed in it, so I I, I gotta say for like what what money he had and what he did with it, I, a C gotta be on a technical level. On a pure entertainment level, I'm gonna go. Oh God, just saw another head explode. Uh, on a technical <laughs> level, I'm gonna go with. Um, I think this is an A. Yeah, I think it's an A. It's an it's an absolute 110 percent pulp exploitation classic it is a classic pulp camp midnight movie experience you watching it alone or watching it with a group of people especially a group of people um you are going to love it dude imagine if we watched this movie in that room that we watched with surfer those people would go insane yeah but that's the point these are this is like a crowd-pleasing movie and it would just change the it would God, imagine watching this at like the Alamo or imagine on a just like rowdy night with a bunch of kids. It'd be great. <laughs> I, for what it is, it is not like this is proof that like Parents parents do not show this to your kids. Not yet. Don't. Don't. Exactly. Like to say that you love hardcore Henry for the experimentation, I understand. But you also love it because as a gamer, you enjoy that first person aspect. This, I gotta say, man, it's just totally creative how many ways they show people dying, how many ways that they shoot it, how many ways that, how many things they put this guy through. They bury this guy and then they shove a, like, they shove a tube in so he can breathe and then they stick meat down there. And, like, when they shove the meat down there, they walk away and then it breaks in half and you see, like, the streak of meat. You see, like, him underground. Like, they did all that. They buried that guy and put, like, a sheet of glass in front of him so they could shoot it like an aquarium. Like, that stuff is great. I'm not saying practical is always the way to go. Sometimes I really push for CGI when others are sick of it. But the great thing about this movie is that it just gave no fucks and all the effort to its vision. It was uncompromising. And what we get is still amazing years later. And I, especially when it adheres to... A, like mangas and genres that we still don't understand. Like people don't understand like why everyone's freaking out and getting so upset. And a lot of it has to do with, they don't understand how mangas and, and anime work, how those like changes in mood swing work. The more you understand that genre and that content, 
the more this stuff becomes a little bit more understandable. Why honor is such a big deal for Ricky in the first place. All right. Agree, hey, agree. I'm gonna, I, I agree. I agree with you about an A, but I also think that there are like Plan 9 is a prime example of horse movies. There are lazy action. Like, dude, I would rather watch this than watch an Underworld movie. I there. I guarantee you we're going <laughs> to... Guess what's going on in the series? Well, actually, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'm, that's an example of something that could happen, maybe. But, like, I, when we get to the Marines, that's the thing that I'm going to be looking for the most. <laughs> we get to the Marine. How does a Marine movie stand up to a Riccio? A cheap movie made by <laughs> that is way more entertaining and fun and like as i'm watching this director's other stuff i'm like this guy makes action kung fu and body horror disgusting gross stuff together in a way that i haven't seen anybody do in a long time and i'm so over it it would be like if face off really 110 like showed them ripping off their faces constantly like in a joker comic and just went that step further and started really showing the disgusting side of it but still had all the crazy john Lu hong kong action to it I mean, I, I just think Ricky is a treasure. I think this guy needs to be celebrated more. And I wish I could find his stuff easily. Because the, he seems like, if we're going to sit here and talk about Sam Raimi when we get to those Spider-Man movies and, we, and the Evil Dead movies, like Sam, we're going to have a huge chunk of time spent with the American version of this Hong Kong director. We're going to be spending a lot of time with Sam Raimi for a long time. Six movies from him. So I, this is the kind of stuff that's going to really show what the growth of a director could be like Sam Raimi is a prime example of what you could do if you gave that guy money if you gave this director Ricky O a lot of money and said what if you toned down that stuff and we gave you the opportunity to make a big budget movie and he could work with people he'd get a Guardians of the Galaxy it's exactly what James Gunn did you have to celebrate these artists and give them chances because maybe one day they'll make us all laugh all right um, so that was Ricky O. Uh, the story of Ricky. The story of Ricky. Um, Goodwill. All right. Anybody have any uh, replacements? To the backlog. I have backlog two first. suggestions. Okay, then we're all bringing two, I guess. I don't know if, I don't know yet. I gotta listen to the backlog first. All right, the backlog. The Aviator. Mm-hmm. The Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Taken. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Actually, that, that. What do you mean, ew? Um, Black Hawk I, Down. Mm-hmm. The Social Network. Oh, yeah, okay. Bumblebee. All right. Grand Budapest Hotel. That was right. Titanic. I stand by that. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Okay. Damn. You guys, so, Zach, go ahead. Well, damn, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I'm going to change one of mine to a backlog, but I, I do want to suggest this first one. Okay. Airplane. Oh, you speak to me. I've been meaning to watch that. Leslie Nielsen. I want to get some Leslie Nielsen on here. Dude, I got to be honest. I started watching the the show that became the that was the basis for the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. Those those are Naked Gun movies are great, and that show is great. 
police squad. Um, and then you know what? I'm in the same boat, guys. I was thinking about Airplane as well because I was watching those movies. And I'm like, should we? Maybe. I'm all about Airplane as a choice. Uh, and then the other one I think is going to be Grand Budapest. I'm going to put Grand Budapest on. Okay, Grand Budapest. Nice. Hang on. Uh, airplane. Grand Budapest Hotel. All right, Alex. So I really enjoy. Do we have uh, a few good men on the good wheel already? No. No, wait. We do not. A few good men. A few good men. That's one. And then, um, let's see. It's a good, a good movie, good movie wheel. Good movie for the good movie wheel. I'm, I'm, I like this whole Wes Anderson vibe we got going. I'm, don't want to say Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm gonna say Titanic. Titanic, okay. <laughs> I still stand by that movie. I am going to go with Taken and Bumblebee. Ew. I mean, he's. We need to finish Transformers, okay? We are going to do it at some point. I guess. All right, so. I did. I thought I I still don't know why we didn't put Taken on on the series wheel. Do we really want to go through those sequels? Yes, yes. man. If we're going to go through six Marine movies, I want to do that. If I'm going to watch, I'll take it. If I'm going to watch Die Hard movies burn into flames in six movies, I watch the Taken movies put in two. Okay, then I'm, sw- then I'm swapping Taken for Minority Report. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Another Spielberg. I originally was going to have Minority Report over Taken, but I figured we did too much Spielberg. But we haven't done Spielberg in a while, so. Spielberg, it is. All right, so to to replace whatever the Goodwill selects, we have Airplane, Grand Budapest Hotel, A Few Good Men, Titanic, Minority Report, and Bumblebee. So, um... Interesting that. Um, Tom Cruise is on a third of this uh, wheel here. And we did all those missions, damn. We did do all those mission possibles. All right, hang on, let me uh, do this the Zach way. Wow, you make it seem like it's so hard. There. All right, Zach, can you see it? Nope. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure about it. No, you're not. Airplane has an exclamation point at the end of it, by the way. Ah! (laughs) How How could I? All right, ready? Uh, It's not showing appropriately. Not showing appropriately because I'm mm. not spinning until you see it. No, I, no, yeah. I like see it. It's just airplane doesn't have the exclamation point on the wheel. All right, hang on. Update your wheel. There we go. All right. Not... How's okay. that? That's Ready? Fire. Nope. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to add an exclamation point. That was. I'm never. Part. I'm never. I'm never ready. <laughs> All right, now I'm just going to spin it. Go for it. Hey, Minority Report! <laughs> wow, Spielberg, man. These wheels love Spielberg. 
they do love Spielberg. No more Spielberg for a while, Chris. We haven't had Spielberg in a while before this. No, we. How many Spielberg movies have we watched? Okay, now? I've been thinking the about last this. Time we did a Spielberg. So we did Jurassic Park. We did Lost World. Lost World. We did Tintin. Tintin. Tin, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. So this is at least Wait, five. Did we, we did all the Jurassic Parks, all five of them, right? Spielberg didn't, didn't direct any of them. Didn't We're just direct, talking about like, the one. Okay. So we watched at least five of his. And I know at some point we're getting to Schindler's List. We have to. Also, Oh Brother, we're out now, I think is on the list. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the one I'm actually kind of hoping for. Okay, it's a good so. One. On the good wheel as it stands right now. Never seen it. He's Did we already seen... see Independence Day? No, we saw the second one on the So the second one. Why did we watch the second one, but not the first one? Because to, to be on the series, you need three. Yes, that's the rule. All right. Okay. So, on the goodwill as it stands right now, Looper, eh. Clueless, good one, Road to Perdition, also a good one, The Fifth Element, also a good one, Goodwill Hunting, a surprisingly good one, Heat, I'm happy for yeah. that too. Um, so Heat, Troll Hunter, it's okay, Independence Day, 1996, yeah. uh, Labyrinth. That's a good one. Gangs of New York. Also a good one. Paprika. Eh. Night of the Hunter. That's a good one. Uh, the Rock. Yes. Argo. Eh. Argo. And finally, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? All right, so let me just apply and we'll get ready. Oh, okay. So after this, we're spinning the series, and we are praying every single prayer we got that it lands on Fast and Furious. I'm um, not praying that. What the fuck I are am. you talking about? I am. I am too. I actually want to do it. <laughs> Alex, you've sold me on it. Um, I'm not going to bypass, but we're just hoping it lands on it. But we're going to do uh, whatever it says it's going to do. So fingers crossed for sure. Um, okay, so for the good wheel, here we go. Spinning. Oh man. oh, man. Two. Two I'm really looking to hope for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie we are going to watch on the Maestro Movie Podcast is Paprika. Well, Chris, you're going to love this one. This is the movie that served as inspiration for Inception. Paprika. Paprika. No, that's not the pepper. That's Hold a movie because it's a spice. Paprika. That's the spice, yeah. Uh, it's also directed by a guy who has now committed suicide. Ah, oh, interesting. That to enjoy. Uh, I did my Paprika. senior dissertation on this movie, and this movie's sweet. From 2007? 2006, but yeah. 2006, yeah. I'm just making sure. Uh, okay, it's available. On what? Uh, uh, everything. Prime, Vudu, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. Everything. Yeah, literally everything. Paprika. Um... This movie is weird as hell, so be prepared for that. Uh, the director who made this movie has made a lot of weird as hell movies, but this is one of his trippiest. This movie is weird. Uh, people are jumping in and out of things. Uh, the there's a, It's just a weird, weird, weird movie that has a lot of weirdness to it. Um... There's a chase scene that's literally pulled straight from Inception. Um, 
The glass scene is straight pulled from this movie. Uh, there's people pulling people's faces off, revealing their face. <laughs> it's weird as heck. Yeah, dude, sounds right up my alley. This this movie is... Yeah, Chris is looking at it. The guy looks like J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> okay, yeah. Chris is... I, I mean, Zach, this sounds right up my alley, dude. Good choice. I, I haven't looked at this specifically this, because I, I was I've seen your dissertation on this movie. This movie is weird. People are jumping in and out of screen. Uh, yeah, you see the weird shit that's going on in this movie. This movie's great. It's weird, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Well, it's not like we're not used to that now. Oh, man. Yeah, you see the Inception vibes you get out of this movie? Inception, Inception wasn't this extreme. This is anime. Well, yeah, but like Inception took a lot of inspiration from this movie. Like an absolute ton. Uh... Uh, this guy also directed a lot of weird stuff. This movie made a... Uh, this guy made a... Uh, the director of this movie made a movie called... Uh, 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 perfect blue that is like super depressing as heck. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, you also did um Tokyo Godfathers, right? Yep, the same director. This movie's in many people consider his greatest work is Paprika. Uh, Kone, guys, a genius and oh. Chris. You know what Chris just reminds me of a lot? Say it. The ending of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. It sounds like that's how it's going to challenge you visually. It's it's a very visually challenging movie. Did you know I was going to say that or did I just... Yes, I knew you were going to say that. I was hoping. Because it went like this. You can't see, but my fingers are crossed. Oh. Yeah, Chris, this is going to challenge is... like Neon Genesis. Oh, no. like, What's going through this your mind is... right now? This is a movie, dude. This movie is so cool. There's so much imagery in this movie. Every... You have to analyze every little thing because it's all So in... after you had rage quit at the closing minutes of last episode because you didn't get the bad movie you wanted. No, I actually had Now to... you are here. I didn't necessarily rage quit. I actually had to go. <laughs> Your timing, the way you went, indicated otherwise. Sorry? We're a passive you, you literally said, like, damn it, and then hung up. <laughs> oh, sorry. So I'm like, oh, he's mad because he didn't get the freaking holiday special. And now we're here. Um... Dude, I really want you to watch the holiday special. Well, I gotta, I gotta ask, I, I, I gotta ask Chris. So, like, I, I, when he brought this to the wheel, I didn't look at it because I'm like, there's a lot of anime out there. I've never heard of this one. I'll look at it when we get it. Seeing the imagery you just put on that table, like, I, I gotta say, I'm really excited to watch this. Kind of want to watch it right now, um, and it excites me because this is the kind of thing that I like. I want to devour right now. But for you, what's going through your head? Especially the Genesis thing. The, like, what's going through your head right now when you look at that? Is that too challenging? Does it look like homework? Does it look like it's going to be too confusing for you? Or, like, I am excited for this. I just don't know how I'm going to take it. Like, what, what's going through your head? I... Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me collect myself real quick. As I put Minority Report on the good wheel, finally. Um... I always was like, I think that's a good movie, 
it's maybe even great, but I always just was never a fan of its color palette. Or lack or maybe of. Um, I also feel like the mystery is really easy, but like there's some great set pieces in Minority Report. I am. What's going? Uh, I'm fr- like. Ah, what the? Oh, um, it's. I envision myself watching this multiple times. It seems like I'm going to have to. Yes, I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's going to take more than one for sure. Rickio, I didn't think was going to take more than one, and and a hard work, hardcore Henry, I didn't think was going to take more than one. But like when I'm approaching a movie like um, Eternal Sunshine, I knew I was going to watch it more than once because I'd already seen it. Just looking at this, I know already I'm like probably see more than once. It's a good uh... one. I did my I did my senior dissertation on this, and the only reason I was allowed to do my senior dissertation on this is because of its connections with Inception. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you watch it in English or Japanese, by the way. I was about to say, usually it matters. No, this one doesn't really matter. I don't even think it has an English dub, to be mildly honest with you. Um, yeah, uh, I, for sure. This imagery looks amazing. I, I got to check to see if it actually even has an English dub. So give me just a minute. I don't really care. I'm watching this trailer again, and... Actually, like, I'm going to go to my anime sites and see if it's actually there, to be honest. The, I thing think with the, the thing with Inception is that it was just a... It was just a complicated setting. Yeah. This is that on roids. Yeah. I think, I think Inception has some striking imagery that is obviously taken from this movie, but here's the thing. This movie, that those movie, those moments are like two percent of what this movie is. This movie's chock full of like crazy imagery like that, and and Nolan knew that if he was going to take one or two moments, that they could really like do something for his film. But then he also made the film pretty palatable in a lot of ways. This movie just like it does not hold your hand. It's going for it one hundred and ten percent. So I'm very excited to watch this more than once. I'm I'm really interested to see what other people have said about it because apparently oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's English for quite a long on, time. It's English dub on my anime sites. I know where to watch this now. This is interesting. I didn't think this was gonna happen. I was hoping for something else, but now that it's here, I'm like totally about it it's sort of like if you have this crush on a girl forever and then like right when you're about to ask her out this girl that you totally your type walks in and you're like excuse me but i have to go and i was going to say something better but i can't because it would spoil a movie on the good deal i caught myself the last second (laughs) i can't say it it's one of the best moments of that movie and I almost quoted it. Like, I'm excited. Movie looks, this looks, movie looks trippy as hell, though, doesn't it? Call, good call, Zach. This looks great. You've had some good, you've some great, like all. Let's see, Maltese Falcon, Eternal Sunshine, and this were all your choices. I keep reading the weird shit, and it always works out at the end. I gotta be honest; these are great. Yeah, those, these have all turned out interesting. I mean, I wish I wish Chris liked Maltese more, but I loved watching it. 
Yeah, these are all good choices. Yeah, dude, this movie is crazy, and I and I love it. And honest to God, if you want to watch like a bunch of weird shit and like really enjoy what you're watching, like watch this director's entire back catalog because it's all weird, it's all great, it's it's very mind inducing. It um. It seems like we're going from one interesting Asian director to another. Yes. Um, Satoshi Kon, God bless the guy's soul, he died uh, in 2010 due to a combination of suicide and pancreatic cancer. Uh, he has made some... Paprika was his second-to-last movie, actually. So uh, Paranoia Agent he also made, if you know anything about that show. It's weird. He did Tokyo Godfathers. He did Perfect Blue, which, dude, like, I, I couldn't even tell you. This is the original director to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This is the guy who came up with the concept for this, for that show. Interesting. Yeah, this guy, like, and JoJo's is huge now, by the way. It's absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah. massive now. It was so close to Gangs of New York. Ugh. All right. I know. I dude. This this is the guy. This Man, you want to talk about like weird, crazy anime with weird, crazy designs? This is the director that we talk about. This director. I'm, if you uh, want to talk about the the like the weird mind bending stuff, this is like the Miyazaki of directors to do this. Uh, nice. Uh, Chris sounds so disappointed. I'll take Johnny Darko for this, honestly. (laughs) Johnny Darko is like, yeah, like I would say, in terms of stuff that I've looked at, if I looked at the trailer for both of those and didn't know either one, I would say Johnny Darko looks like 70% weird. This looks like 85, 90. To give you 115% weird. Dude, can I tell you something? This director, Alex, this director is the main influence for Requiem for a Dream. Think about that. Interesting. Okay, then yeah. Uh, well, he just seems like an imagery-based so director. Perfect, just, yeah. perfect Blue, his movie Perfect Blue, became the uh, the inspiration for both Black Swan and Requiem for a Dream. Uh, yeah, see, this American director is watching a lot of foreign film that I'm not watching. I just need <laughs> I need to get better at it. Um, yeah, yeah, he seems like he's very image-based, for sure. Um, he, dude, I, I'm so excited for you guys to watch this movie. This movie's crazy and weird, and it's awesome, and it's inspired arguably one of one of the better uh, 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 Nolan movies, which is great, too. I'm excited. It's, dude, this movie is crazy. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And supposedly he uh Nolan uh basically outright said like I didn't like he drew on all the imagery from this movie when making it. Like he didn't like take the story, which is why he didn't do it, but he like watched like this movie, like Ghost in the Shell and The Matrix, and he like found a weird combination of all three, and that's how we got uh that's how we got uh, Inception. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense when you put that recipe together. It's it's weird, it's crazy, and I love it. 
and oh god and and a lot of people like say like there's no way he didn't get inspired by this movie because there's too many similarities in this movie for it to be just a coincidence well i mean people get upset at tarantino and some feel like they have the you know they have the argument but earnestly like i don't think there's anything wrong with paying homage to something and, and flat no. out saying no, no i no, watched no. it i took that imagery and i made my own story with it oh i agree i agree nolan's just not the kind of person who's gonna outright say that that's the difference tarantino might but like tarantino probably would say yeah i fucking watched anime to get an influence for this 100 percent uh nolan i don't think would though hmm. it looks good I don't All think right. Chris, I don't think Chris is gonna like it. He's he's going in with a bad mentality about it. No, I just think I just think he's. Um, really I am going to have to study, restudy, and study again this movie. That's I just all. think this is yeah. Like after Eternal Sunshine, how do you feel about now after watching that the day of and talking about it? How do you, do you feel like since we told you that was something you should have watched? I feel like I'm. It? I feel like I was. I feel like I'm fine about it. Like watching that same day. Like I think I was okay with that. Okay, cool. This may this may be a different story. This maybe... is a completely different beast. Okay, yeah, expecting that is something I've been uh, expecting, but like knowing what film it was going to be, I'm not sure. I thought it might be Eternal, but it looks like it may be this. Yeah, because I know nothing about it, but I'm interested to see. But if it just basically looks like, um, I, I could see if it has the pacing of an Aronofsky film, then I could probably have a a, a good idea of how to explain my feelings about it but i know nothing about this so this is news to me just watching that trailer and that imagery it's like well it's a trailer so it's not him editing it i have no idea what the tone and the pace is going to be so uh that's why i kind of want to watch it early yeah i want to watch it and then let it sink in and then like take my time with it because this looks like it's most like i could pause it and then do whatever i want with whatever i'm looking at <laughs> every shot of this looks beautiful Yeah, I agree. Okay, there you go, everyone. We're That's doing paprika. And I want—I do want to say since Zach's here too. Um, I there watched is... reboot, and people should too. It's very good. Wait, which reboot? With Jane Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bob reboot. I thought it was really good. Uh, okay, I, I have seen it. It's. I didn't it's think it was funny, but I did think it was good. Okay. Well, there you go, everyone. Paprika. Uh, uh, <laughs> how did you feel? How did you feel before? There's you next in? to nothing about, um, like analyses about this. There's like I can see three videos, and that's it. I see well, one if, from film is just moving pictures from nine months ago that says understanding paprika. And well, then there's what's so I'm great about that. Let me see if I can dig up my old uh, dissertation on this movie. Cause well, Oh man, that'd be crazy to read. But that was the other thing I was going to say, Chris. 20 also, pages, Google and 20 see pages. if there's any articles about it. 20 like, pages. Uh, I wrote 20 pages about this movie. So I want to come to my own conclusion first. Before I oh, read that, yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I don't even know. If I, I, honestly, God, I don't even know if I still have have a copy of it. I I don't know. That's like, oh, uh, yeah, never mind. 
Um, okay, everyone. Paprika. Looks like I'll be cracking this shell for you guys. I'll be I'll be smacking this open with my All intelligence. Right. My big old, big old intelligence hammer. Yeah, that's what I call it. Uh, it's not okay. phallic at all. all right. So let's get it. So let's uh, let's get off the air here. So next week, paprika, and then we spin the series wheel. And uh, yeah, so there you go, everyone. All right, say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.